You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi. Fall season underway, games in the books, wins in the books already as well. What a start to the fall season here on campus for the Monmouth Hawks athletics teams. Another episode of Hawk Talk. Eddie Acapinti, Greg Viscomi here with you. Big time guest, excited for this one, has the potential to be, no offense to the previous guest, maybe my favorite Hawk Talk we've done yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean... This was kind of born out of a conversation, and uh, it was an it was a no brainer. It was a total no brainer. I mean, we just we we there are people think that an athletic department is is really just uh, coaches and student athletes, and then everything else just kind of gets done behind the scenes, and that's fine. I mean, I think for the most part, everybody who has one of those roles is okay with that, but there nothing would get done without today's guest I mean absolutely nothing and and forget about uh, maybe nobody leans on today's guest more than the Moth University football program because he's just super integral which is a natural transition into their not only season opener but sure. their CA opener fun this Thursday on the road at New Hampshire We'll talk much more about that, not only throughout the conversation with our guests, but afterwards when we catch up. But, you know, the I feel like so much has been made recently nowadays with how student-athletes look in terms of what they're wearing. I oh. think you can't... You mean the drip? The, is is that, that what you're referring I'm to? I'm too old. to. I'll give it's you credit for, for using the phrase. Yeah, I, I won't use it, it used in a to serious be, term. It used to be the fit... That was a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should oh. just we should just do these. That's with, him with our guests. That's another one. <laughs> Can we have an entire podcast just using those? I don't want to call them stupid because that's such an old person no, thing to do. It's topical. Yeah, it's there. It's it's right. um it's younger people's vernacular and times change and it's like, but it's funny because you know if you said that to most people who don't work with eighteen to twenty two year old men and women, right. Like if I if I even well my wife's a bad example because she works in high school but like to a normal person if you were like oh but well, the, the drip right they'd be like oh who's the plumber do right. we have to call a plumber yeah they would be concerned right <laughs> right because you, there's a leak somewhere right you're ruining a part of the house with your drip well, but no maybe maybe you are if it's that stylish ruining ruining somebody else's house with your trip like is like swag is like so five iterations yeah, over. of this ago i can't keep up well it's not up to us to keep up but what it is up to <laughs> at least one of us to do is to make sure that the teams here at monmouth are outfitted that they have all the gear they need and i think it's going to be really interesting our conversation with our guest today mike Ialucci, who runs our equipment room and is a friend of ours is how really this has exploded over time. You know, we grew up, Mike, in the, who was it? Was it Deion Sanders? Who was the first to say, if you feel good, if you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good, right? And I remember like as a kid being like, yeah, that's awesome. And then it was nothing about that for years. But Mike, your whole world in college athletics is the most underrated in terms of what you do, the responsibilities you have, and you go way beyond the job description as so many people here at Monmouth do, but I don't think anyone does it more than Mike. So as you've seen he this was evolve- playing delivery, man. Right, 
Right, driving truck. I mean, things I that. I mean, just d- delivering the whole department's packages. Yeah. So that we get them at a timely fashion. Out of the goodness of his yeah. heart, really. I mean, I don't know if I would do that, to be honest with you. I'm being, <laughs> I'm not loading up everybody else's crap and driving it off like some kind of university Santa Claus. <laughs> It's a good way to put it. I think what they say is duties as assigned. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if that was assigned. I think you're just like, hey, I need to get this crap and everybody else's stuff is here. So let me drop it off. I think that was awesome. And the unselfishness, we see it every day. So it's the best. Mike is our guest here on, on, on Hawk Talk. You know, Greg and I talk about this all the time. There's a crowd cheers for Mike. I, I didn't realize we had a full studio <laughs> stadium audience today. Yeah, well, you know, we were all at the, we were all at the people. When, when we talked about how we wanted Hawk Talk to be, it was introducing listeners to some of some of the student athletes and coaches who don't get as much limelight as some of our other sports and programs and take people behind the scenes. And I think no one really personifies the inner workings of a department and going behind the scenes, right? More than you and, and what your crew does in the equipment room. So first of all, we appreciate the time. We know how busy it is this time of year. So thanks for joining us. And, you know, I don't even know where to start because there's so many things to go over but just if you could educate the listener to the first line of your job description, right? What would you say is the primary thing that you do here? Because you do, and no joke, and I know he's a friend of ours, Mike does so much that it's hard to put it into a sentence. But what would you say is that number one thing? Yeah, you know, recently looking at my job description, you know, <laughs> they asked me if that was still pretty accurate. And I said, well, you know, I could rewrite it, but it'll be a novel and it'd take a while. But realistically, in the equipment room, we, we su- I supervise uh, about 15 to 20 student workers each year that really get things going. You know, the main thing we do is obviously laundry. Uh, you know, every everybody's dirty laundry. Every student athlete here, we provide laundry loops and we get that going. But then logistically and ordering and, and getting all that stuff ready, with you know, pretty big size budgets uh, of ordering, especially with Under Armour. And uh, that partnership's been great since we've had it. Uh, but nothing's without hiccups and it's it's all problem solving what i do really so. yeah you could almost say the we could change your job title to just like general doer of things the fixer i don't know what word you want to say but it's like something needs to get done what was that show on showtime like he's like the uh, ray, ray donovan, donovan of college athletics just all it's <laughs> awesome right like let's let's do that because whatever yeah. needs to get done mike's your guy well so i think you know First of all, we didn't really, we didn't just pick a random time to have Mike on. Yeah, good point. So I, I think we, let's just get the the morose and the melancholy out of the way because that's not what we do on this show. But uh, but, and I don't want to announce Mike's stuff. But Mike's last day at Mammoth is Friday. Correct. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I want to curse so bad, but this <laughs> is a PG show. Yeah, for for the listener out there, it's. Not just as a friend, but as a coworker. Dude, the it, whole thing sucks. It's a big, big loss. And, and and you know what? I I shouldn't be so negative. It's an awesome thing for Mike Ilucci. Which is what matters. Right. Right. He is well, you you can you know what? I don't want I'm not sitting here to, to spill your Mike, tell us why Friday is your last day yeah. and we are excited that yeah. I'm so pumped that you're gonna be there for the first CAA game and, and these kids better go out and get a get a win for Ilucci. I'm gonna go down and give a pregame speech. That's a joke. Cow would kill me. Go ahead. Tell us. Tell us what's going on in the world of. of yeah, Mike. absolutely. I mean, I, I'm I'm pumped for the opportunity to 
to start a next phase in my life, I'm going to move down to uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, um, and, and try something new. Um, but I've been here for about 13 years now. I think you lose track at, at some point and I've loved every day. And you, what you said about being part of the first CAA game is super exciting for me. I got here, we were in the NEC and we went to the big South and the, and the Mac and in different sports. And now this move is such a great move for this university. And, and I know being in the football locker room in the last month that those guys are really excited about it. And as am I, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's bittersweet, but you know, this place has helped me grow up as, as a person and as a professional, and I'm excited to be able to, to move on. Um, and I'm excited to have the equipment room kind of try and continue doing what we've done over the last couple of years. Um, I think we, we go above and beyond what a lot of schools at our level are able to do. And I think that all started with Maryland and it continues with Jeff. They, they always stress the importance of treating every single sport here as if they were super important. There were no favorites being played up and down the line. So we really work hard to try and make sure that all the sports, you know, feel appreciated and get the same things across the board. Now, obviously, you know, every team doesn't get the same exact gear package and, and there's, there's struggles with that. But, you know, from a university, I think we do one of the better jobs around at our level to try and get that done. Yeah, and, and, and that starts and stops with you. I mean, not only are you doing the ordering, but you're working within budgets, and you, along with Eddie and, and really far away me, uh, are the logo police for when, you know, their, their coaches have questions as to what they can put where. I mean, you have to know the, the, the every rule for every conference about where you can place what logo and, how, you know, do you have to have names on the back of jerseys and Luch will throw out terms like sublimated and stitched <laughs> and, and I'm just like, what? And then you got to deal with our annoying butts. You know, not only am I running in there be like, oh, hey, I just bumped at an alum. Do we have a shirt for him? Or, oh, hey, uh, can I grab a golf shirt for me? Or, hey, uh, we're going to sh- do these ridiculous 100-person shoots, <laughs> in, you know, on August 29th and it's August 28th at 7.30 at night. Can you pull the jersey? So, like, I, I really, I just, I, I want to say thank you. I, I appreciate that. Because you're awesome. I appreciate Awesome that. to work with. I'm getting a little emotional over here, Luch, man. I love you. I appreciate it. No, I, 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 I think so much of what all of us know about work here goes beyond work. Yeah. And that's what makes it tough when, when someone moves on, but it's also couldn't be happier. You know, no. for, for what it yeah. means. And, in you know, the, the, the world that we live in, it's never goodbye. It's I'll see you soon. And obviously we'll be down in the Carolinas pretty frequently now. So um, we understand that. But, yeah, I mean, if, you know, it's one thing if someone comes to hang out for a year or two, they have a great time with us and they yeah. move on. But Mike's it's not been, the same. No, you've been through those conference changes. You've been he's, through. He's our dude. Everything. And to put into to words, it's almost, you know, it, it's less what the job is and more the person that does the job. You know what I mean? And, you know, Mike, I think everyone needs to understand it's not just even with us, the relationships that you've built with the coaches, with the student athletes. I mean, you can't walk into that building and not see that room, your room buzzing students, student athletes, uh, having fun, dropping stuff off, you know, everyone kind of, you know, ribbing each other. That's a testament to the culture that you brought to that room. So how do you bring a high major attitude and a high major culture to a mid-major operation because it's not easy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people know this, but I, you know, 
I did a season with the Dolphins in the NFL. So I saw how things were at the highest level. And um, I've tried to make sure that I did things as much as I can at that level um, that, that we could within our, our constraints. But also, I put the people first. Like, you put the student athletes first. You try and meet their needs. I put the student workers' needs first. And I tried to make sure they were enjoying the, the room more than just the job. The job is not the most glamorous job on campus. When you read it on a piece of paper, it's hard to get a student to come work for me. But I've been so lucky to have some great student workers, as have you guys. You guys know how these student workers really help this department run behind the scenes. And making sure they have a good time doing their job is so important. I mean, you guys know, we, we went down to that uh, Disney Institute leadership conference together. How, how great was that? That was, was so all, good. It was awesome. I have, I have my equipment room vision written right up on our, our whiteboard in there. And I sit down and I talk to every student that comes in there for training about that. And I, I try and live every day by that equipment room vision and, and try and make my decision based on that. And it's all about developing those students. There's been nothing more rewarding than seeing a freshman come in working for me and then being a different, better person four years from there or five years uh, sometimes. Yeah, pandemic. And, and I think the thing that people don't really understand is – the hours are insane. You're, I mean, everybody who works in college athletics, and we're going to say this a lot, everybody works a ton of hours. And I feel like in, in communications, we work a ton of hours. Like I'm the last guy to leave the press box on, on a home game. But I'm the last guy to leave the press box to get in my car and to go home. They, Mike's crew is still in the equipment room washing everybody's stuff. Because guess what? You know, football's over. I got to go home and do some football stuff. I sit down, watch the games, whatever, while I'm working. But here comes field hockey. Here comes women's soccer. Right, right. That here football comes, game's over. And then what's right, on Sunday? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's it, coming home Saturday night? Who's coming home Saturday night? So it's like, I mean, get off the get off the plane and the bus, and you guys are grinding. So like, it's so un, unappreciated, and um, it's crazy. And I don't think people really understand. So can you can you take us through kind of you know obviously you went to school at Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, we would normally boo that, but we don't have to really anymore. No, uh, I, I think we've always been. Now that we're not league opponents, I think yeah. we we like the Colonial. A lot of good Robert Morris grads in this I, building. I, listen, I guess moment, I don't have many good things to say of the last couple of years from Robert Morris. <laughs> end, so I can't really yeah, that weird that flag game very last much year. right now. Yeah, the but weird yeah. game with the getting dark and minute, lightning. I was driving down to Towson for <sighs> basketball. We're getting updates in the car like, hey, the second half just uh, ended. We're like, wait, it started 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it was yeah. like we, we basically, Gallo just, we ran the ball and they couldn't get a first down to save their life. Um, but our Clark had a tough team up there, but it, we just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball and it was like yeah. one of my kids' games. It was quick. Yeah. So anyway, take us through like kind of, you know, you get to Rob Morse. Like, how do you get into the equipment room? Honestly, I walked into the football. I was I was majoring in sports management, and I walked into the uh, football office, and I talked to the secretary, Ronnie, and I was like, hey, I'm looking to work with the football team, you know, and Ray Butter, the equipment manager at the time, was sitting there. He's like, all right, cool, you work for me. Just like that. <laughs> oh. I showed up for spring ball, and, uh, you know, we had Sammy D out there running around. Uh, yeah, what year was, was Sam when you got there? I'm the worst. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. All right, so, okay. so that would have put him, does that put him at 2003? Three, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I think my, you and I are the same age. Yeah, that's my freshman year. Okay. And, and so he was a senior that year. So I watched him most of that year, and then spring ball, I started working with the football team, and... The next year I was there early for camp and I worked every year since. Uh, 
and then went to the Dolphins after that, and then went back to Robert Morris as an interim head before I wound up over here. And a funny story about that is when Mammoth came to play us that year, we had a student that working for us at the time, Tyler, who we used to send out to meet the buses because he was over-enthusiastic. Um, so he went out, <laughs> you know, introduced himself to Coach Cal, introduced himself to Greg, and, and brought Greg into my equipment room. And at the time, I was, you know, Robin Morris did not like Mammoth back in those yeah. days. You right, know, right. Mammoth was the big school. They had the Nike deal, it looked like. They they came in wearing all white. <laughs> it and looked it was like, clean. Yeah. They wore suits to the game and everything yeah, like yeah. that. So. He, Greg comes in and I'm like, yeah, yeah, how you doing, buddy? Nice to meet you. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, and little <laughs> did I know, a year later, he was going to have me working here. And originally, he wanted the guy, the equipment manager, who was the overzealous. Overzealous. Yeah, yeah. Mm, funny but, how things work. Yeah. Ray, Ray said, no, no, you want my man, Mikey D from Brooklyn. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so why did you make the jump? Was it just to get back home, get, get a little bit closer? You, you know to what? Um, being with the Dolphins, we won one game that year. That was the Cam Cameron year. It was a uh, Greg Camarillo. Yeah, yeah. Greg Camarillo was a great dude, but that team was awful. <laughs> but one thing you realize is they do not care at that level. You get to the NFL and they are just all paid assassins. They they don't care about the logo at all. Right. This level was really special to me. Like I in the NEC, that was fun to me on the sidelines. And I wanted to get back in this level for sure. And and Mammoth opened up and it was no, I gave my job at the time a one day notice and I was here volunteering for three, four weeks before I got paid. And <laughs> you know, don't tell HR that yeah, I, oops. <laughs> well, you're out. Well, you're yeah. gone anyway. So they, you get here. Um, wh what are your first impressions? I mean, everybody who's going to listen yeah. to this, right. is, is there the story <laughs> yeah. person there's, you met? There's a 4,000 pound gorilla in the room. No, no matter what I do for a student athlete all these years, when they come back, the first thing they ask me, <laughs> where's Greg? <laughs> right. It's like, it's like the kid who, you know, whose father works with him the whole life. And then yep. first time he gets, thanks mom. You know, for everybody. Right. You know, and it's all right. Yep. Cause speaking of people who, who, put the people first. He he's that person. He's sure. the person who builds relationships across this campus <laughs> through just the way that he operates. Um, he's a special person and I've worked next to him for 13 years. That's Greg Dikos. And he is, is fantastic. He, he's, <laughs> I, everyone's seen the clips. Um, and they're little do they know there's so many clips that can't even be put out. That yeah, not just, even close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just, he, he really helped teach me things here at Monmouth and helped me grow to where I'm at today. And I, I got nothing but love for Greg. He, he's one of the great ones. Dikos uh, knows how to get things done on this mm -hmm. campus. He, mm -hmm. There are people who have worked here for a long time, much longer than me or Eddie or you, that know how to get things done. And quickly, and they, they build, know, and like you said, they build relationships. Right, they know where to go, mm -hmm. they know who to go to. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone to, to say anything bad about Greg, um, or yourself. I mean, I don't, I've never heard anybody say anything about bad about you guys. Um, but it's just because, and, and I hope, you know, we say this all the time, like I think sometimes we work with some student-athletes who kind of expect what we do in like a communications, and probably in your, oh, yeah. your role too. And then when we go out and do the littlest thing for one of the other programs, and the kids are so appreciative, and I'm not saying that the other, the sports that get it regularly aren't appreciated. It, I think they just, it's just part of the deal for them sometimes. Um, I hope that that the kids realize, or the players realize how 
special it is to have somebody who does your job for them as well as you do as much as you care i mean i know there's like i'll stop in in the equipment room just to bs and hang out for a little bit and there's 10 kids that roll in hey mike you know these these shoes aren't really feeling that well and Mm -hmm. you know uh you know can i get another pair of gloves or you know can you do this with my helmet can you do that with my helmet it's like you're like yeah 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 yeah, no problem but let me see what we got so like i I hope I, i don't know if the kids know they probably don't know that that you're on your way out um, but I hope they do really uh, appreciate. It. I know they do, and I and you know, I hope they, I hope Coach Callahan or somebody says something to them and just says, "Hey, you know, you you owe this guy some thanks for as much as he's busted his his butt for you guys the last you know thirteen years, whatever it's been." Yeah, yeah. It's it, this is not a position where we really seek that kind of attention. Like we try and do things behind the scenes, and we don't want to be out on the basketball court getting applause and all that stuff. We we. If they don't know what we're doing on job, sometimes that's the best recognition of, uh, of us getting it done. Like sure. no mistakes is, is a great day, you know, whether it's a football field and things not breaking or, you know, just jerseys showing up in people's lockers on time and not having to worry about that stuff. It, we don't want that appreciate. We don't want that recognition really, but it, it's been great. But Unsung heroes. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, you know, so many people will know, they think they have an idea about it, but I think, your love not only of of really of athletics but but of Monmouth kind of transcends that. So that's when you start getting the the attitude and culture in that room of no, we're all literally one team. And I think because we share a building, because you're in the arena and you see everyone coming through, I think that's what comes through. So I, I think you should take the listener through you could do this with any sport. But let's start with football. Take the listener through. Give me your give them your Saturday. Yeah. Let them know and and from don't, start to finish. Yeah, and don't pull any punches. Well, you can let them know what time. Honestly, and everything. Saturday is the easiest day of the week. Okay, game, so how game about day is, is super easy. So I'll, the I'll leading you, up. Yeah, I, I mean, today today's the day before a travel day, and I got here today at seven. I had to go get my hair cut, uh, which so, looks great. By the way, I appreciate it. Clean, Mikey D looking like crap clean. on the sidelines. I had to get UNH. one more New Jersey haircut. <laughs> You got to find a guy down yeah, there oh, or uh, someone down there. I know, but got here at seven. I won't leave here before nine o'clock tonight. Just getting everything ready to get on this football trip. We had to get bags in the lockers this morning. We did that while they were out on the field, get jerseys in the lockers, pants in the lockers. Um, while that's all going on, I got a broken dryer. I got a repair guy here trying to fix that. Still not fixed. Been broke for, for months. So, you know, they're just constantly trying to repair stuff. And that bogs up the equipment room. Then you got field hockey and women's soccer coming in, throwing their bins in. Luckily, we're, we're pretty light on games here the next week or so. Like, it, it, yeah, just a couple. Well, until we hit Friday. Yeah, yeah. But Fr- Friday, Friday, Sunday. But We got all the communication trunks out there. We're, we're charging batteries. I got to pack up trunks because we got to bring everything on the road with us that a player might forget. And that includes helmets. That includes shoulder pads. That includes cleats. <laughs> Those are all things that players have routinely forgot on the road all the time. Um, Every once in a while, a jersey. Oh yeah, absolutely. A jersey. I last year I brought a sewing machine on the road with me because <laughs> a couple players' jersey would regularly rip, and I'd have to sew it up every halftime. And instead of hand stitching it, you know, I, I had a sewing machine, Jesus and that's another machine. little hidden talent of mine. You know, I've learned how to sew through YouTube and and do it yourself videos and. <laughs> It's been seamstress. A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not pretty, but it gets the job done, you know? All right. So you're packing the trunks, packing the trunks, getting everything ready, coordinating with 
with Tim and, and all the volunteer coaches who are getting snacks ready and waters and Gatorades for the, uh, the road trip. Um, we got coaches shoes who came in today. So I had to go to the mailroom, pick up those boxes, uh, get those out to the coaches, give out more gear to everybody today. Um, and then we'll just, for the rest of the day, what we'll do is just get, make sure all the laundry's back in the locker room for tonight and have everything lined up so that tomorrow morning when the truck gets here at 8 a.m., we could just roll everything onto that truck and get that truck on the road. Because also one of the things is coordinating with the truck. I know that the truck and the buses has to go two different routes. Mm. Trucks can't go up the Garden State Parkway. They got to right. go up 18. So you got to get the, bu- the truck out of here two hours before the bus if you have any intention on getting it out there an hour before the team. Right. Getting everything there and un- unpacked and yeah. set up the – the temporary training rooms, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, coordinating with the trainers, they got all their trunks they're going to bring down. And, you know, I'll, I'll ask you guys, you know, Eddie, are you bringing up your stuff to the game by yourself? <laughs> there, there's no one. I mean, Mikey is literally on top of everything. Yeah. You know, you could add operations to it. You yeah. could sure. add. It's I a mean, huge operations. It, role. It's an unbelievable, the, the moving pieces that you have to kind of keep in line, keep organized. And by the way, the one thing I could count on every single week is that, the consistency, the right time, everything. I mean, I mean, you can't replace that. I, this seems like a, such a stupid thing and not something that he should ever have to worry about. But like, I remember it was, maybe it was Kennesaw somewhere last year. And this has happened a number of times over our relationship, but he'll text me from the sideline. Like, Oh, Hey, uh, such and such is wearing number, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, nobody on the coaching staff told me that. <laughs> You know, like like we had somebody warming up in a jersey as a wide receiver a couple of years ago, and the play-by-play announcer for the TV game that day came into the booth and was like, hey, who's number 86 or whatever it was? And I said, we don't have an 86. And I looked down, and he goes, it's right there. And I said, oh, let me find out. And and the first person I texted was Luch, and and he got right back to me. He said, oh, that's such and such. He came late, whatever it was. Um, So so he's even saved, you know, he even saves the day upstairs uh, sometimes. Uh, is there – um. Is there a favorite Mammoth moment you've had in 13 years? I mean, 2019 football championship stands up there. Yeah. Um, one of the, like, basketball side, you know, rider, game winner. That was yeah. that was a fun one to be part of. I mean, I've gotten the opportunity to go to China with the men's team. That was awesome. Yeah, we talked about that the other night. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Um, got to go to Tennessee with the softball team when they went to their first NCAA. That was pretty special. Um, you know, just other than that, it, it's really just been building the relationships. One of the fun things is, is when we get like a fifth year senior for the football team, who's really pretty good. Typically by their fifth year, they are tired of being in that locker room and they come sit in the equipment room a mm, lot of the time. Out. Oh yeah. They're not, you know, Reggie white, uh, was one of them. Uh, Marcus Leslie, uh, Chris Luma, you know, even before my time, Miles used to hang out in the uh, equipment mm-hmm. room with Greg all the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's one of the, the. That's when you know they appreciate it because they can't even sit in the locker room and deal with the the young guys' foolishness anymore. They right. they got to sit. <laughs> they got to come and hang. Oh yeah, because they know it'll be a little a little calmer and they don't have to debate sports with ridiculous uh, assumptions <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, and now with the COVID year, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. You got some guys. I mean, I don't oh, want to don't want to name yeah, anybody, but there's a couple guys that are like 22, 23 years old. <laughs> just threw up the number. Uh, 22, 23 years old, and like we have freshmen that have just turned eighteen. I mean, that's a big gap 
in, in maturity and there's a big gap in what you do on the weekends and there's a big gap about, you know, what you're thinking about as a freshman as opposed to a fifth-year senior or six-year senior in some cases. So yeah. um, th- that's pretty amazing. What um, There's got to be a good Deco story you could tell because people are going to ask. They, they're going to ask. All right, you know, get give the, me a good uh, get the edit button going. I guess <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something. What, what, when was the first time? Can you think back of like the first time that that you you just were like, this guy is he's unbelievable. Um, when he met him, yeah. Well, <laughs> on the interview, uh, he picked me up in a golf cart and drove me over towards the athletic building, and I uh, was sit puffing a cig on the way. Obviously, <laughs> of course, um, of course. <laughs> And the official interview took place in the back lot, kind of by Tim's weight room. And he was just pacing and he's like, well, you got the job, but you know, when can you start Monday? There was, there was no interview process. Like that was it. He's like, I just need you here. Um, and then that's been him, the chaos, you know, you got to contain the chaos with him and he just, he's the best point him in the right direction and, and then he'll get something done. But it was just that kind of chaos has been 13 years and, and, unrelenting really um i'm trying to think of a good story what are you gonna do without it are you gonna I mean, have he's to a like phone call away yeah, yeah you can't facetime him yeah. he's not gonna know how to facetime no you get a better shot of driving up here and hanging yeah. out with him yeah. <laughs> yeah. he keeps threatening to come down and uh, live with me so i don't know I, I keep telling him i'm going to greenville so hey, listen <laughs> <laughs> we all know Tikas. You could be moving to to where I live. You could move to Beachwood and he wouldn't find you. I know. Anything outside of Monmouth County. Yeah. He, he, really, know. anything outside of Asbury Park, the Long Branch. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you gave him a lot he, of credit there. Does he there. sneak up to Red Bank? Maybe. But he is. Anybody who's listening to this, and it's kind of inside jokish, but anybody who's listening to this who has experienced Greg Dikos knows how fantastic he is. Um, I, I Sometimes I go out to practice and just to see him really just cracks me up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to miss going out to practice with you and Tim and, and Greg and, and, and doing our jobs, but also having a little bit of fun. And, uh, you know, I always have to make sure Greg is a good 45 feet away from any particular writer who shows up with the exception of Steve Edelson, because they've known each other <laughs> since high school. So I don't have to worry about it. Greg, Greg knows wild. everybody around here. He knows I mean, everybody. It's unbelievable up and down shore. He knows people. In all facets of life, like coaches, you know, come in to talk to Coach Cal, and they're like, "Oh, Dico's, yeah," and they obviously have a better relationship with Greg because <laughs> why not? Yeah, you know? He's I mean, the best. it's hard not to, especially with how you know when you came here, he had already been here for however many years, right? I mean, my first week on campus as a freshman in two thousand two, the first absurd story I have about Monmouth involves Greg Dico's. Right, of course not for air, and mm-hmm. boom, that's how you're kind of introduced, sure. you know, to someone right away. So it's a room that you stepped into nice. right away, and and it's been amazing to see everything that you've been able to do there. You know, the the thing, Mike, that I think is so interesting is the fun that you have to take us now beyond obviously the job, right? Building those relationships with those student athletes and, and coaches and us and everything else, you know. Was that the intention or is it just how things kind of went? Because I guess you can't be here as often as you've been here for as long as you've been here and not. Now, there's people who come here and they do a nice job and they leave and we don't know anything about them. I feel like this was obviously very, very different. And you made this place your home and because you just immersed yourself in the work, but in the in what we all do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I first started here, I, I was maybe 24 years old. So I was close... To- in age to a lot of the kids. So 
I related to a lot of the stuff. And, and then as you grow, you, you know that that's important, building those relationships with them. And, you know, guys like Marcus, Marcus Leslie work, worked for me. That's why I keep bringing his name up so much. And, you know, we introduced him to things like the racing track and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and it's just, no, he, was, he was very interested in it. He, had, he, knew, he was a kid from South Florida that knew nothing about it and one of the nicest kids there is. And now he's, you know, one of the one of the most fun games we like to play with Deco is his name that player. Sure, and uh, we give him a number, and he gets the name wrong every single time. And every time, every time. Name that employee too. Yeah, oh one. man, it's it's my man and uh, <laughs> coach. That's about it. And we used to play that game when Marcus Leslie was working for us, and we'd be like, "Hey, Greg, who's number three? <laughs> and he would say, "Lonnie" uh, or something else, and and then Marcus would look at him and go. Come on, Greg, you know who number three is. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, oh, I got it. But it's it's weird because after five years of not being here, he'll start remembering those guys' names. Sure. It, it's while they're here, he can't remember. It, it's unbelievable. My He's, man Snoop. He can name oh yeah. He can name guys from back in the day like you wouldn't believe. And you gotta be on for at least five years for him to know your name. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. That's and all the guys know it. Like they ask him all the time. Yeah, they love it. Hey, he's encyclopedia five years later. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. Like what it, it's like that's from a movie. I don't remember which he, one it was. He will tell you the entire uh defensive backfield for the Alabama oh, Crimson Tide, though. Uh so do you have an idea what you want to do next? Nope. You just um, you're, you're yeah. moving down and you're gonna yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you got your MBA. Yep. Yeah, I, I got my MBA while while I was here, so I'm forever going to be a Monmouth graduate. So this place has been a part of me. Uh, and obviously I'm moving down there because my girlfriend uh, got a great job down there. Um, also a huge loss yes. to Monmouth. I mean, literally yeah. saved lives. Yeah, I, yeah. Not even a joke. Yeah, saved we've, actual lives. We've seen it. Yeah. I mean, Lived everybody it. in this room was through that moment yeah. and, and could never forget it. And The goat. Yeah. Yeah. She's on it and she's, I've seen her do it multiple times, like <laughs> like jump into action in situations like that. And I know what my job is in a situation like that. Press 911 on the phone. And get <laughs> right, <there. laughs> right, 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 right. I have nothing to do with that. Somebody on the floor. But I mean, it, it was unbelievable what she did at that banquet. Um, and she's got a great job down there. Um, and I'm excited to kind of, you know, be able to go with her and, and let her grow in her career and, and find a new career path for myself. Well, the, the one thing that we know for sure is Mammoth's an hour loss here. Not, you know, is someone's gain. And if someone's listening to this, yeah. you, know, you don't need LinkedIn or a resume. You can just listen to us. I know, I know we have people down in that, that North Carolina yeah. area and you should hire Mike to do whatever, what, whatever. Cause here's what it comes down to finding great people. And then we the talk job, about that all the time. then the job Absolutely. figures itself out. So whatever it is, we know it's going to be done at a high level with someone who cares more than anyone else. We, you know, and wherever it ends up being, we'll be fans of that. Whether it's a team, a company, you start your own business, whatever it turns into. But I think, you know, you always got a spot up here and Absolutely. whether it's that couch, whether it's a bedroom, whether it's whatever, Oh yeah. you know, people come here, they make a great impact. And, and, you know, Greg and I've been here a long time to see people come and, you know, that's why I think we're able to, we're so lucky that you're able to kind of talk to us now and bring that story to the listeners because you've seen Mike, if you've come to a game, you've seen him and you've seen him without knowing what he is 
what he does and the impact that he has here. So hopefully this brings a little light to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've already circled dates that we know we're going to be in that area. Right. So we make sure we get see Luch. Now, I don't know how much I'll be down there, but obviously basketball will be down there a bunch and um, football will be down there in a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I know you're coming back up at some Absolutely. point. You still have your family up here. And- Absolutely. I'll be back up here at games and any game in four-hour driving distance in North Carolina I'm going to be at. <laughs> so. Too bad we're not still in the big – I mean, yeah. not too no. bad. I'm excited to be yeah. in the CA, but, um, but there are plenty of North Carolina mm-hmm. CA teams now. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Campbell. A&T. Absolutely. Elon. Yeah, that's in North Carolina, right? Yeah, well, that's where yeah. you're going to be in yep, North Carolina. Yep, yep. I'm going to be right. No, no, no. I meant Elon's in North Carolina. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was asking the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like 45 miles west of Raleigh. Oh, all right. It's not too bad. No. I just I know that because we were doing some... Figuring? Figuring the other day. Yeah. Figuring some stuff out. But so, I, you know... What are you going to miss the most about the job? I mean, undoubtedly the people that work here that make this place special. I mean, you know, starting at the top with Jeff. Jeff was my direct supervisor for the whole time that I was here. And now that he's the AD, I'm so excited about that. Um, He's a guy who cares so much about this department and every single team in this department. He's great. He... He loves this place. His kids have grown up here. You know, his family's always around, and he's just a, a wonderful person. And the amount of people that have worked up here, the coaches, I mean, we got all the old the people who have been here for so long, you know, like Carly, you got um, Coach Cal, you know, King Rice. All, you know, so many of these coaches have been wonderful for the time that I've been here. Um, and then the new coaches that are here at we just have good people who work here, and that's that's what makes this place great. You know, you, you got Ginny. Um, who else is? Uh, I'm so excited for Kylie mm-hmm. to be the head, head coach of women's soccer. Crush, you know? Absolutely crushing it. Yeah, oh, man, it's great. I mean, she she's worked hard. She's been here a long time. She's another person that we spent a lot of time with outside of work and great family, great person, and uh, she's going to kill it here. Um, you know, Dean... Dean's been, Dean, you know, there's great people here. That's that's the thing. And and if there was one thing I could tell you to anybody looking to work in college athletics, it would be like buy into wherever you get a job and and buy all the way in because that's how you really get integrated into a department and really grow. And, and it makes it fun. I mean, we could talk about, you know, how many times we've gone out to a house over here and, and a place over there, you know, without getting too descriptive, you know, and, and we've had a great time out of here outside of here because you know the day to day sometimes is a grind no doubt but you got to have a reason to get out of bed and really smile to come to work and every day i come in and you know first thing in the morning anyone asks me how i'm doing i'm i'm my answer is great like not not good i'm doing i'm i say i'm great you know and mm-hmm. it's true it's a great day to be a hawk and we say that all the time and and i so, say it with a smile on my face but i i really mean it like it, it's it's fun so I'm assuming this was a tough decision. I mean, it had to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously going down and being with your girlfriend is makes it easier, but like it couldn't have been easy because I know myself, like I, we, I've looked and, and like you said, it's the great people that keep you here. So it was obviously not something that you arrived upon easily. Absolutely. I mean, listen, everybody in the country would like to make more money and, and do less work. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but honestly, I haven't. And there may be no worse job than college yeah. athletics yeah. for those. Yeah, we really pick the winner when it comes right. to that, right? Yeah. Dummies. I haven't even in 13 years. I haven't seriously considered another job. You know, especially the last eight. I, I, I haven't even looked to be honest with you. Like it's just been what I do every day. And 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 the biggest one of the biggest struggles for me is like. This job is kind of how I identify as a person a bit. Like mm-hmm. every time I go outside of here, people ask you what you do. And that becomes a topic of conversation because it's one of the most interesting jobs for people to talk about. Yep. And everybody Absolutely. loves it. You know, oh, tell us about how does basketball work? How does football, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, so summers you're practically off. Huh? No more. You know, <laughs> there's no off season around here. You know? At one point in time. Yeah. Um, but that, that's that been the biggest struggle is I'm going to have to find a job and find some interesting things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good point. <laughs> the, the group chat and the group chats, will keep you going here yeah, when we, yeah, when we, we know that. Sure. And, 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 you know, Mike's not a huge text guy though. Well, I see him. <laughs> you see him every day. <laughs> no, I don't even now. mean that. <laughs> I don't even mean that. I just mean in general, like, you know, we'll have a couple going with Mikey or with uh, Tim Reamer or whatever. And they got, they go a little bit and then they're gone. It's just, you know, he, listen, Mikey D from Brooklyn. He likes what he likes. IPAs, hanging out, the Mets. That's right. I don't even know who you root for in football. I'm a Jets fan, but you know what? Working in college athletics, you you root for people more than anything. Right. Right. Yeah, like I don't think people realize that when you work in specifically, I think, Division I college athletics, you don't have enough time to know what – like I was, you know, I was a huge Michigan sports fan until I started working, pretty much here, and then I was like, "Whoa, I don't Saturday what? I'm worried about Mammoth Hawks." And then when I'm not worried about Mammoth Hawks, I'm worried about what the rest of the league is doing. Yeah. And I'm watching. Everybody's like, "Oh man, that Georgia Bawa game," and I'm like, "Whoa, yeah." But did you see that Gardner Webb Charleston <laughs> Southern game? Because to me personally, that has so yeah. much more bearing than what Georgia and, and Notre Dame do on. On ABC on Saturday night or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, after the Monmouth and the CAA games, you're more concerned with who Tom's Rivers got. Well, yeah, you listen, I got that too. <laughs> I am not that parent. I, it's, I want my kid to learn how to play football and have fun, and that's about it. I don't much care about whatever else goes on. It's He's 12 years old. No, but I, I think it's all true, but it's it's one of the biggest things that we all, you know, we, we would get off a Big South flight, we would get home, and we're probably home right around the time of like, second half of that like 7.30 game sure. or whatever and it's like oh oh, Miss is playing whoever I'll watch this tonight not anymore no, <laughs> no. Those, those flights became drives they became yeah it's a little bit of return to kind of the old school with it yeah and it's those old school NEC days like Mike kind of referenced earlier so it's it, you know I, I feel like we're all you know for all the reasons we talked about over the last however many 40 odd minutes we've been here I think it's going to be um, you know it's going to be a tough fall, I think, for us knowing that. So will you be locked in on Flow Sports? Flow Sports. I already got the login. Okay. The flow, I, I, flow Sports, yeah, I'm locked in with that for sure. Well, <laughs> if, if there's anything we're not doing right, you send me the message. Make no, sure no. if we're Mike, not up to speed. Mike is probably the only person on this campus who's never t- told anybody else how to do their job. No, but there's very few people I would take that kind of oh, advice yeah, from. Two of them are in the room. Very few outside, so sure. obviously let us know. But 
Can we, we got to get to know Mikey D a little bit more. Of course we do. Hey, I want to start. Mikey D. His last name is Iolucci. So I don't even know where that came from. In fact, I think the first couple times I used it, I was like, man, I was like, is that actually a thing? And I make that up. But it is. People Mikey, call you Mikey. Mikey D. Greg calls me that because of the Beastie Boys. Mike oh, D. gotcha. Mike Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is he still alive? It's stuck. I think he is. One of them is. I know one of them is no longer with us. They're old looking, by the way, now. Which tells you how old we are. Yeah, but they still throw down. You ever see when they perform? They still don't, yeah, they still get it. Um, so take us here. So obviously proudly from Brooklyn, like you said. For sure. But you went to college out in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then you made Jersey your home. So when you identify, right, is it still Brooklyn? 100%. Not even 100%, close. Not even a question. Right. So how, so are, but are we close, like, as far as yeah. being acceptable I'll, into I'll the say, Jersey I'll world? I'll say this. I went to high school in Staten Island for three years, and my mother still lives in Staten Island, and Jersey's above Staten Island. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> and obviously, Moon, Moon Township's a special place, but it's fourth on the list, at least. <laughs> Behind Miami, obviously. Yeah. That's where, fifth, yeah. Where in, where in Brooklyn are you originally from? Sheepshead Bay. Okay. Yeah. Grew up there, and I don't know anything about yeah. <laughs> zero. No, you got you got nothing. Not I know a, a little bit. I'm not a big city guy, man. I got you. I know I'm, much. I love I love the city. I'll go into Manhattan just to, to be I, around. And I don't know. I look well. Personal opinions aside, I I don't hate it. And when we go up there, like we try to go up as like a family once a year. I like. I leave there being like, man, it, it is pretty awesome to be like New York City is unlike any other city in the entire world, and I don't think. Growing up in Jersey, like you don't want to appreciate that until you like go somewhere else and go to a city there, and they're like, "Yeah, the big city is X, Y, Z," and you're like, "Right, yeah, this is cool, but like, have, have you ever been in Midtown? <laughs> like, ever been, you know, whatever?" So I, I can certainly appreciate, but I don't know, I don't know a lot about like all the boroughs, and I don't yeah. know neighborhoods and stuff. But so, I mean, it's one of the more famous like neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, especially when it comes to Paisan. Mm-hmm. Well, so salt to the earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's transition here. What uh, what do you, do you listen? Is there something you listen? I don't know much about your musical taste. That might be the one thing yeah. I don't know at all. What are you listening to to like to get pumped up? Do you so, listen to anything when you're like working in the morning before a game? No, nah, I, I, I'm not a huge music guy anymore. Um, I used to like jay-z concerts i've probably been to 15 to 20 jay-z concerts Whoa. yeah yeah i've, I've that's come, impressive coming yeah. out of left field i i started I, I won my first concert ever was jay-z eminem and yankee stadium oh jeez! i won tickets off of power 105 one night <laughs> driving home yes. from here and uh and then i was hooked i went to all sorts of jay-z concerts after that and but nowadays, you know, it's old school R and B. You know, even even if I'm lifting and and podcasts like uh, this one right here, like Hawk Talk, That's big right. subscriber. That's why we always got along. That's sure yeah. because he just you know, I, we ask a lot of questions about R and B or about music, and, and surprisingly, R and B comes up a lot on this podcast. I, I feel like you don't appreciate it because you don't do mellow. Like you listen no. to very loud and well, I listen. To, yeah, I do, but. I, you I appreciate just, I, the old school rap, though you do. No, I totally do. I, I just I'm not. I never got into R and B, and like country, which to me is like the white version of R and B. Jesus, I don't I mean that like in a bad no, way. No. It just I, it's I can't like, get with you on the country thing, but it, it's very you know it's very like 
Yeah, like I think people identify with it in a certain way. I think you also have to look at the era in which a lot of people grew up, right? So the era that the three of us grew up in, I think Mike and I are like a year apart. So like, it was, I think, the golden era of R&B. Like R&B, like when you're talking about the art, you know, the boys to men's and the mm-hmm. jacket sure. edge, the artists you're dealing with. I can't, I have to remember who I mentioned now because some people you can't mention anymore. Cause, <laughs> well, yeah, because they've been shamed. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you got to kind of watch that. But um, <laughs> so we, we kind of went through, obviously, like, you know, the music taste. We went through everything else. So when you're not, this is the tough one because I think for the three of us, this would be the hardest one for any of us to answer. So Michael, put you on the spot. Because we work so much, because we spend so much time with our family when we're not at work. When you get a free day, what are you doing? Uh, I'm, I, I've gotten big into disc golf. Okay. Oh. So, so I go to Joe Palaya a lot or, or yeah. over here by the uh, racetrack, and uh, there's one over there. I've been to- What's that, Wolf, Wolf Hill Wolf, Park? Wolf Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played at a bunch of courses all over the country, and I've actually gotten Greg and Tim into disc golf. Tim now has a disc golf goal- in his backyard. Get out of here. As do I. We can't find people to play real golf. We got people running uh, around throwing golf. frisbees. It's so much better. It's so I, much I can't more hit fun. the ball. I can't right. hit the ball on the ground. It, Greg Dikos, you got to play disc golf. Greg Dikos loves disc golf. As long as you take the the requisite breaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, You're listen. outside. You're out in nature. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, that's it's not point. like you got to take a real break. I mean, he could just puff a heater while he yeah. throws. The, the, we, the, we've the, talked about we're going to plan a trip next year somewhere, maybe Arizona or something, to play a bunch of rounds of, of disc golf. Wild. That's kind of one of the things I that, do, yeah. This podcast is so awesome for finding out <laughs> things. I mean, we've had drinks together. We spend hours oh, yeah. outside standing next if to each other. If you asked me who did you know as well in the department after I rattle like the three people we work with closestly, I'm saying, Mike, I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> so there you go. Disc golf. Yep. Listen, maybe I'll have to sneak out for a round. Well, you're yeah. out of here on Friday. I'm out of here. I hope I even have this cut and posted by Friday. <laughs> I, I think normally, you know, we, we thank the guests. Normally we, we want them to, you know, we'd say a little something at the end. But I think with how this episode is, I think it's appropriate that we give the last word of segment one to Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we give you now the floor to um, just talk about what Mammoth has kind of meant to you. And, and it's been hard to not get sentimental during this. I got um, a little sentimental before. Well, I'm and, like and a big baby at 43 years old. I, I well... You know what it is? I think it's as we get older, we're dad. Like, yeah, becoming a dad changes all that, and getting older changes all that. It does, and yeah. it makes you really value the relationships in life. So, sure. I, I don't want to step over Greg. If you have another question for Mike, I no, wanted you to but do Mike that. gets the floor, and then we're gonna fade out, and then we'll, we'll Eddie and I'll be back to talk about how bad my uh, predictions in FCS football were last week. But we want to very much now. Greg and I will kind of lay out here and, and Mike, we give you the floor and the end of segment one belongs to you with what, you know, Mammoth and this place has meant to you. I, I appreciate it, fellas. Um, this place has been great. Like this will be my, uh, my farewell email that won't, you won't see that come across your desk. Um, <laughs> but really I, I'll just say thank you to everybody at Mammoth, um, especially the employees that have, that I've worked with through the years. Um, and the student athletes have really made this place special. I don't want to name any of them to really forget some. I don't want to forget any, but student athletes, the coaches, the administrators, and I can't say enough about the student workers that I've had through the years. And uh, yeah, I, I just love this place, and uh, I'll forever, you know, consider myself a mom with Hawk, and and I love it. All right, guys.
So it's pretty rare in our industry that you get to work with people for as long as we have. We, we've mentioned it. It's my mom. It's such a special place. But I, I think the even more rare thing is, Greg, the, you know, we've known each other for so long. We've known Mikey for so long. And, and the relationships that we're able to build through this job that can be really demanding at times, I think is special. And, and you know, I know this wasn't an easy decision for Mike, but I know it's, we're so happy for him and, and you know, and what he's able to do. But man, mom, it's going to really miss a great friend and a great employee. I, I hope what people got out of that is how those equipment guys are just the unsung heroes. I mean, nothing, nothing gets done without those guys. Like, think about it. It's not just outfitting teams. It's not just working with coaches. It's making sure that student athletes have a first class experience at an institution that is not a power five school, but that mm-hmm. does it in a way. And you could say this about many of our administrative departments, but that room gets less attention than people who get even less attention. We, we tried to start them a, a Twitter account. I was like, Mikey, all these people got Twitter accounts. They roll out new I know. <laughs> uniforms and stuff. And he's like, yeah, that's not really my deal. I'm like, I know, but let's just try. And we put up like three posts and he was like, yeah, it's not really my deal. He, he's just the opposite of a, you know, of a look at me kind of person. And he's the best. Old school. Old school, unselfish. No social media, really. Nope. Puts the athletes, and not even this, the student athletes, puts his own students, his employee students. His employees love working for first. him. First. I mean, got, that's a tough job. He, he's got probably, I mean, we, we have what I think is a pretty cool opportunity for our guys, like, you know, and, and student, and when I say guys, I mean students, guys and girls, but, you know, working on broadcasts and running a camera and all that other stuff, and Yes, and he's your time getting students working for him. I think just because it's like, hey, you're you're going to be an important part of like the cog, like right. You, you know, you're around the teams. You're you're, you know, you're doing laundry, which isn't like he said the, the sexiest thing in the world, but it's got to be done. Someone has to do it. So anyway, I think um, we're gonna miss him. I, I you know I don't want I feel bad for the new guy Dan. Because he's got big shoes. I mean, it's enormous. It's like, you know, stepping into a dinosaur footprint. Uh, (laughs) But he seems like a nice guy. And Greg is still here to help him. And and everybody loves Decos. And I got a couple new Decos videos to post after the game on on Thursday. Oh, goodness. Everybody loves that on Twitter when when we post a Decos win video. So I'm pretty excited for all of that. And I wish Mike the best of luck. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit. He's just picking up and going down there. And obviously, you know, he's got Siobhan to hang out with, but um, he's got to start a whole new career. And that's like, at our age, is daunting. Like, you know, it, it, it is. But, and I, we made the point during the, the, the conversation with Mike, and I hope people really kind of let it sink in. You know, if you come out of what we do and you enter, dare we say, a normal, in quotes, right, job, the one thing you know for sure is, the hours, the time, the commitment, the dedication, don't, they're not words. They're not just things you hear, you know, none, no one that works in this building has been here for more than five years is doing it because it's a job. You're doing it because you believe in the institution. You believe in the department. You believe in what we're doing. And, you know, whatever Mike does for his kind of second act now, he'll be successful at because of how he approached this one. And if you can do what we do, and I don't want to sit here and think that what we do is, you know, there's people that have much more important jobs than what we do. Sure. But our job, the importance of what we do is in the service 
to the university and the service to the student athlete and the coach. And I think that's the difference. We, we don't do, um, we're not doctors. We're not, you know, dealing with, with people's finances, but if we can help provide a great experience for these students who elect to come to school here, that's the special thing. Mike and his crew epitomize that. True. That's true. So we will miss them. We will miss him or we will miss him as a friend, you know, selfishly for, for Greg and I, you know, yeah, as a friend. Um, so, Obviously, we've started competing. Um, how about this start to the school year, by the way, Greg, for, for Monmouth teams here in the fall? Four straight wins to open the school year. Three women's soccer and a field hockey win. And, by the way, the only two losses Monmouth teams have suffered are to top 15 teams in the country yeah. in two respective sports. Great start to this year, which is Monmouth's first in the CAA. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome, and... It- yeah. Our student athletes are like they're they're pumped about the buy-in that the university like they know that the university has bought into them playing in the CA and and I think it's energized them. I th- you know I think the guys coming out on Thursday night are going to be pumped. Uh, talked a little bit with Coach Callahan yesterday about being the first team to play a CAA team on campus. That's kind of odd for football, so you don't normally play right early. But I think fans will kind of realize that. Um, the CAA schedules a little bit differently. I really love the way they do it. I do too. Uh, they, they allow you to, to play your non-conference games wherever you can. So if you really want to play a game late in the season, we have an Ivy League opponent in a couple of years that's, for whatever reason, it's like October 20th, and, and that's okay with the CAA. They're like, fine. But you might have to play somebody week one, and that's really falls on Coach Callahan, and, and I give him a lot of credit because when we were making the schedule at UNH before they were even a conference opponent, right. uh you know, he was like, yeah, CAA team right out of the gate. Okay, let, let's do it. We'll try it. Um, and now it's a conference game right out of the gate. And you don't know what you have. I mean, we have a lot of new two pieces new pieces plugged in. Uh, we have well, and of- it's two teams picked near each other in the poll. So it's teams that the peers in the league view as a 50-50 game. 100%. I think so. Uh, and, and it's a good – I mean, there's like two other games, I think, Maine and – Stony Brook, I think, maybe play on Thursday night. I, I've been so um, focused on our game that I haven't even... Rhode Island plays Stony Brook. So Excuse me. There's, now, Stony Brook was in the CAA as a football-only member, but now they're in as a full yeah, member. So in. so you're coming out of the gate swinging. I mean, if you have a flow account, you can bounce back and forth between Monmouth and UNH and, and Rhode Island, Stony Brook. Um, you could do your own personal red zone. I'd love to do it for you. We haven't figured that out yet. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> so that would be... Don't give Drew any ideas. I set me up in the in the studio. I'll Scott Hanson it all day. But seriously, I, I'm with you. And you know what's really cool about that? You bring an added importance to your full schedule when a team can you could see a league opponent week one. And like you said, credit to coach taking the challenge on head on as only he does. And you know, I never feel complained, like, never second guessed it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the personality of the Mammoth program. It's you know, we'll take on any challenge. Yeah, we, we've got some things that maybe we're working towards and other schools have better whatever you want to say, but the personality is we're not going to shy away. Coach is never playing lower division teams. He's going out and challenging his team every single year. He could have went and stacked up a bunch of low FCS, D2, D3, and have a, a, a you know an inflated record. I think this record is a true indication of him as a coach of this program. And you know what? How good. Awesome is Thursday going to be. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Thursday night, really excited. Uh, they have a pretty nice setup from what I've seen. I think they have a pretty good team from what I've seen. Gonna first be year good, head coach. First year head coach, but he's, I mean, he's been on staff for a while, and, and he was the interim uh, 
2019, 2020, the short season maybe? I believe he was. So he when he was the uh, quarterback there, I believe it was when Chip Kelly was the head coach. Correct, correct. And so he's learned from the best coach in UNH history. Yeah, no, he, um, Ricky Santos, and he gave a nice shout-out to, I know he's friends with uh, Kevin Callahan Jr., and he gave him a nice shout-out to that. We've been wide receiver U for a while. Uh, so it, it's just, um, it's going to be fun. And you got to get that flow account. Uh, you know, I know it's, you know, it could be a little bit different than you're used to with ESPN, but uh, you're going to be able to watch tons of content on there. I mean, it's, you're going to watch every, every game that we have will be on flow with the exception of the game at Lehigh. Uh, and that's close enough that if you're a Hawk fan, you should be jumping in the car and driving out anyway. Flow sports. Now there's links all over and it's all over our social media and it's all over. It's on our website as well, but flowsports.tv slash CAA is the way you can ensure you're getting that discounted code. You can do month by month. You can do the year. It's the only way to ensure it. So flowsports.tv slash CAA. It's where our game will be on Thursday night. And it's where we have two home games this weekend. The second CAA game is the men's soccer team who defeated St. John's in their first game of the year. One nil win. Um, great game, great atmosphere. This Saturday, it's a 1 p.m. Uh, UNCW, so North Carolina Wilmington. Um, that's at home. And then on Sunday, we got a big weekend coming up. Um, the field hockey team takes on their first CAA opponent in Delaware, and that's the Delaware team that won a national title a couple of years ago. Same one. Well, I think we also beat them last year. You did we be Delaware? I'll look it up on the interwebs. Go ahead. There you go. So while I do my promotional thing, you will look that up. But not only does football start at UNH, seven o'clock, flow sports need to be there. Saturday, men's soccer, one o'clock, UNCW, their CAA opener. Uh and then they've after they have a non-conference game down at Howard this week. And then the field hockey team, Delaware, Sunday, one PM, so sweet at Catfield. Last year, Hawks three, Blue Hens two. They were 17th in the country at the time. Coach Figs, Fig Squad. Last, The last episode you should be downloading and listening to. Really good conversation. And yeah. Talk about another one of someone that we've worked with for so long and learned a bunch of stuff about yeah. in that conversation. We haven't done a great job promoting that because everything's been crazy, but that's um, that's definitely something we're going to be doing. Make sure you go back and listen to that that episode with Carly Figlio. So anyway. Not not to break up your rant, but we did beat beat the Blue Hens last year. No, rant was completed. The They're rant be got coming us for blood this year. The rant got us into that point. So so you know, I want to quickly run down. It's week one. We talked week zero last week. Um, if you ended your night with the with the rainbows last week, by the way, very disappointing. Romped. Very disappointing. <laughs> I so, love I love Hawaii. So they did I talked. I, I talked up. Oh, we'll, we'll circle. Well, well, let's start with Hawaii. We'll circle back to what I was talking about. Uh, they did not show up. Vanderbilt. Went in there and stomped them. They did. By the way, the the Vanderbilt, um, like logo and brand. I know they're a big deal. They change it over the year. It mirrors up kind of what the university does. Yeah. Kind of a mistake. Yeah. You, you never let the university drive the bus when it comes to branding. I just think there could have been Visual a better. First branding. of all, I liked the V that they used. Yeah. It was cool. They also anchor don't down. use, yeah, they don't use an anchor enough. They need the anchor. to. I know. I don't I know. know what Vanderbilt has to do with ships and building because it's in Nashville, correct? Yeah, I, I did, they're just the Commodores. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know either. I got to learn more about it. But um, I'll tell you one thing. I watched them beat beat the brakes off of, of Hawaii. Yeah, it was a. Uh, Hawaii, very up and down sports year for them. The Little <laughs> League World Series, they go out and just mash it up. Right. And then. Um, it does I, they have an FCS school I think coming in? Uh week. yeah. Who do they have going in there? Yeah, they do. I'll look it up. I feel like it's. Uh, 
Let's see. Maybe an East Coast FCS school? There's always an East Coast FCS team that wants to play out there. Not the Hawks. I would love to go out there. It is not the Hawks. Let's see. We'll be home against Oh, oh no. They got a big game on the 10th. Oh, did I lie about that? Who they got? Well, Hawaii. Did I miss a week? Oh, I did. Okay. They got Western Kentucky rolling in. Oh, that's so what FBS. it was. Because I was watching Western Kentucky. Got Austin it. Pace. Now, we'll close the Hawaii loop here, but guess where they go? The day of our home opener. I know where they're going. Michigan. So the day that Monmouth plays Fordham in a game you can't miss, two of the top FCS quarterbacks in the country, yeah, Tony Muskie, Tim Demorat, be for there. Uh, the Rainbows go into the big house, 8 p.m., Big Ten Network. I can't believe it's an 8 p.m. game. Yeah, weird, weird. Um, so anyway, what I wanted to just do is get Greg's thoughts on week one of the CAA. Yeah, hold on. Let me, yes, because we got, we got to get this moving here. People don't want to hear me talk for 13 minutes about SCS football, but. Well, it's our podcast. Yeah, it's true. I want to hear me talk. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was pumping up F- FAMU. You were, and they barely Go, got there. Going, going to, going to North Carolina. And then they decided that 21 people couldn't weren't eligible. I don't know how that happens. I feel bad for the student athletes. There's some shenanigans I, going down. Total shenanigans. Fam you right now. Big long four page letter written. Everything else. <laughs> yeah. TLDR. I yeah. did not read it all. Yeah, I didn't write it. I was just sharing information. Yeah. Um. So it's bad though. Not good. But anyhow. So so that happens. They go out there and they play pretty well. They didn't I think play poorly. It was poorly. like a 10 point game at halftime. They didn't play poorly, and Duquesne didn't play poorly at Florida State. Mm, that was like a wild game with their lightning. There was lightning, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I agree. Florida State did have three 100 yard backs. Well, I'm not I'm not putting down Duquesne. I, yeah, I'm not, believe me, I'm not putting down the Duquesne Dukes. It's Florida State's an ACC school. Sure. Three 100 yard backs, wild. Yeah, it's a First lot. time in program history. I mean, they yeah, football one a long would time. be a decent amount. Anyway, all right, we're gonna run down the CA real fast. I don't know what I don't know that much. Oh well, that's not true. I do know a decent amount. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> they did, by the way. Oh, yep. I mean, we can talk about that. No, we can't. No, no. So here's what I got for you. Here's what I got for you this week. <laughs> that's why I have you here. The the two Thursday games you mentioned it, Monmouth, New Hampshire, seven o'clock, same time. URI, Stony Brook. You're yeah. right. Bubble playoff team last year. Very good. A ton of transfers. Right. And Stony Brook supposed to be pretty good. They got maybe the best back in the country. Right. Well, second best. Jordan. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. Second. They have a very good back, not compared to the Moth backs, but the dude Tyson, I think his name is Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Yes. Tyson Lawson. He's a stud. He's really good. So that's Thursday. Friday, two more CAA games. That's great. I love that. Six o'clock. You have Mammoth's week. Uh, when did we go to Lehigh? Four. Week four. Mammoth's week four opponent against Villanova. Villanova. So Lehigh visiting Villanova. Mm. Wildcats looking good again. They were mm-hmm. picked to win the league. Correct. Yeah. They they just they're stacked. Really good. New quarterback uh, though. Good point. Just named Mark Ferrante. I think he's as you say his name. Wait, so just announced. A new uh, what's his name? Brian just stopped playing there. The Campbell transfer. Uh that was not his name. His last name was Brian. No. You sure? Almost positive. All right. Well, he was a Campbell transfer. I'll think of it. Yeah, no, I think he's done. I okay. think he graduated. Two years. 7 p.m. William and Mary Dan- visits. Daniels? Is it Daniel? There's a Daniel involved. <laughs> anyway. Well, William and Mary visiting 
Charlotte. You tweeted about Charlotte the other day. I did. I gave people a little a little uh, a glimpse to the future. I know you should almost throw that behind like the super friend thing. <laughs> Have you heard about that? No, it's ridiculous. It's a way to like monetize Twitter, but apparently Twitter keeps the money. Oh yeah, no. I just I threw a little thing out there. Hey, watch FAU against Charlotte because. You were going to be interested. Daniel Smith. Daniel Smith. That was his name. What did you say, Brian? I don't know. I don't know why. Daniel Bryan? I don't know. Wrong. Saturday, full slate. Delaware visiting Navy. Sneaky. Sneaky. That's go 12 get, o'clock. Go get cut for 35 minutes. <laughs> Richmond visiting UVA. Okay. I would keep an eye on that. I don't know how good UVA is. And I think Rich, Richmond's got one of the best backs, best backs, best linebackers in the country. They do. Dude's a stud. Uh, Wheeler. Towson. Your Tigers visiting mm. Bucknell. Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think. Interesting Bucknell's that they're going to Bucknell. Day. It's got to be a home and home. Yeah, I'm assuming, home and home. right? It's not a bad trip, and you got you got to get got to get you got to get games. You got to get home games. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. Um, this is an interesting one. Howard visiting Hampton. That so I that's intriguing <laughs> because I have nothing better to do with my life. Uh, while I was working yesterday, I listened to the entire coaches' um, media call, CA coaches' media call. And they asked, apparently Hampton, when they were in the MEAC, outside of Norfolk State, which is like the rival of all rivalries for them, Howard was like the second rivalry. So it's really cool to see. Them uh, playing. There yeah. was some saltiness that went on when, when Hampton was the first MEAC defector. Uh, and obviously then, you know, other people followed. Um, but it's awesome that now they're, they're, they're keeping those traditions and rivalries alive because I'm sure a bunch of their alums and donors, you know, they have a big, you know, they have a big fight in that dog. Yeah, I mean, we saw it when That's we visited North Carolina A&T last year. Right. They right. were like, oh, cool, we're playing Mammoth, but what about playing the other MEACs? Right. So it's good that, you know, as these programs and these departments look for new opportunities, that they continue some of those older, you know, rivalry games. I mean, well, Mammoth's done that as well, right? Whether well, it's we've tried. State. We've tried with it. There's one team that we've played more than anybody else. and Yeah, but they're ducking. Yo, they won't play us. They flat out said we won't play you guys unless right. you pay us money. But it's not too, yeah. It's absurd. Mm. Okay. Um, the well, aforementioned Commodores. They're playing a big uh, South Carolina team. Hosting Elon. Ooh. Which see, yeah, we'll see how We'll see how they are for real. I mean, I was listening to ESPNU radio the other day, and they were like, Good, good for Vanderbilt. This might be their only win of the year, and I was like, "Well, they have an FCS team on there, I'm sure." <laughs> right. I didn't know it was. Maybe I didn't know it was Elon, that. but the Phoenix can't go win Phoenix. I, I want. I'm pulling for all these these CA upsets. And then there's two more CAA FBS matchups. Okay. Maine visits New Mexico, yeah. and Black the Lobos. Bears? Black Bears could get a win down there. Sure, they could. So, what's the name still the coach there? I don't think is. You mean Bob Davy? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. think so. Check the internet. I think he might have gotten run out of there. He actually didn't do a bad job. Yeah, it might have been shenanigans. Let's see. Eh, formerly, yeah. Okay. What's the last one then? Oh, you're not ready for this one. The Great Danes. Okay. From Albany, visiting the 10th-ranked Baylor Bears. Oof. Albany Baylor, 7 o'clock on the Big 12 Network. Godspeed. Good luck. You want that Big 12 money. Sometimes you take that Big 12 beating. You have to look twice to make sure that Albany didn't join the Big 12. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're a CAA opponent, as we know. That's a wild slate of games. We are so They're excited. We, we just we just did like eight minutes on CAA I don't care. We're going to get used to it. It's going to happen every week. I know. <laughs> I know. And as soon as we see these teams, we can start offering opinions on these things. Because right yeah. now, this is the week it goes from 
training camp to the field. Teams are going to be on film. Can't wait for all this to happen. It was great for us to be able to talk to Mike before he heads out. I hope you as a listener can gain an appreciation for not just the job Mike does, but for the person that he is. And he is all mammoth all the time. And you know what? I'm happy that you're able to put this together today. So good work. Yeah, definitely. And and we, you know, Mike and I were talking about it and I said, well, we got to do it. Today's Tuesday when we were taping. I don't know when we're going to get this thing up. I'm going to try to get it up tomorrow before we leave for UNH, but uh, we wanted to have him on. And the, really more importantly, we need you out there on, on September 10th. Yeah, there's no um, bigger date in Monmouth football history Come than on. opening Kessler Stadium in terms of year one in the CAA. Yeah. You know, the success this team's a had. good Fordham team. Really good Fordham team. I, I wasn't kidding before. The t- for my money, the two best quarterbacks in FCS football are Tony Musket and Tim DeMora. I can't wait to broadcast that game. It's going to be awesome. They could be two guys that hear their names called in the NFL draft. Like, that's how yeah. good they both are. And quite frankly, Stuff. they both probably will have their names called in the NFL draft. Yeah, definitely. And um, we, we'll leave you with this. There's some exciting Mammoth news coming out for you and I, Andrew Kurtz. This has been Stay a tuned. of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Uh-huh.